superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, my God. You beat Ohio State last year. Oh, my God. Do you have the same drive to beat them this year? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I can't even think about it. I'm jumping out of my skin over that possibility. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Robert Griffin III. Still to come, 49ers general manager John Lynch. ESPN host and broadcaster Chris Fowler. And now, it's Rich Eisen. That it is. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here in hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on our YouTube stream. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We say hello to everybody in the 457 chat hole, wormhole. Here on our program, uh, where we say hello to our terrestrial radio listeners, coast to coast. We say hello to listening on the Odyssey app and, of course, our podcast listeners listening whenever they darn well please on the Cumulus Podcast Network, where all podcasts can be acquired. Just check us out every single day. We greatly appreciate all of you doing that. The phone lines are completely lit. We'll get to them in a moment. Um, You know, I I arrived here a little late today uh, prior to the show um, because... um, it, I, I don't know what it was, but I, I was behind every terrible driver in Los Angeles, California, and there's many Uh-oh. of them out here. To, I don't know what it was, but it was also school started. Insane. I think midweek here. It's so. 100 degrees out. It's very very hot. Uh, Rich Eisen show complaining about the traffic and weather together on the ones. Yeah, well done. That's what I'm doing, getting it off my chest. So I was in a little bit of a mood, but then RG3 got me out of it. He started talking about how he's on my he's on my favorite campus on planet Earth, Ann Arbor, Michigan. I didn't know that he was calling the Colorado State um, contest against uh, my alma mater. You feel like you're about 31 points better than Colorado State this weekend? What do you think about that? <laughs> I just want to be one point better than them. How does that sound? That would not sound great to me. I don't know, man. I, I, I would love for Michigan to just come out and blow the doors off. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I, would, I would absolutely love, love it, but I have no idea. That I, I, being a Michigan fan, uh, for as long as I've been, following them since 1986... These are the type of games usually where they come out, maybe they'll score first, and you think, okay, this is good, and then some dumbass penalty called by some Big Ten ref that sucks already, or they make a mistake, fumble it, interception, and they keep Colorado State alive and in the game, and suddenly it's a tight one, and I'm already biting down on my cuticles at halftime thinking this one's not going to be easy. I mean, I'd love for them to come out and just look like, okay, they're top 10. They're just going to be, they're just going to win by 30 something. What do you have to win by? 31. Okay. I I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy is what I'm saying. (laughs) You're asking the wrong guy to say the least. Chris Fowler is calling Ohio State and and, um, Notre Dame on Saturday night. And he's calling some top-notch tennis affairs. At the United States Open. That is for darn sure. Serena Williams is through to the third round. We'll talk about that later on this hour. John Lynch is calling in at about 20 minutes time. Do we have questions for John Lynch? What do you think? Well. General manager of the yeah, 49ers? I think we've we got, got questions few. for him. We've been talking about his team for 
few months now. Yeah, like, let's talk. Let's talk about his tight end room, right? Who's who's backing up George Kittle? How about that one for Brandon starters? Ayuk? Look, John Lynch joins us in about twenty some odd minutes. Time he's a busy man. We could have him break down the Rays playoff chase. We could. He used to play for them. The Rays? He played for the Rays. He was in their minor leagues. So oh. I think they drafted. Yeah, him I don't think we'll do that. Right. I don't really. I don't. Yeah, it's, I stopped following baseball as around like our eleven o'clock local oh, time. Oh, so last you're night. you're back not following. Yeah, baseball. yeah. It's just I'm I'm on and off. You got it. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Uh, Chris Brockman's burning questions for the next group of five teams on your list. Twenty five to twenty one. Uh, you did thirty two to twenty six yesterday. Correct. Um, who who who'd you tick off yesterday? You uh, oh Jaguars fans weren't too happy. Uh, I said basically the roster was kind of still the same. They do have yeah they do have some new starters, which you know apologies for overlooking that. But look, <laughs> they're a sensitive group. You're still you're fans. still going to be probably picking in the top hey, ten. It's good okay. good news. Um, good news in Carolina. Sam Darnold has just the dreaded high ankle sprain. It looked like his ankle was snapped in half, yeah, actually, over the weekend in that final preseason game for Carolina. Um, he's out four to six weeks, which gives him a chance to come back and actually participate in the 2022 season. And I thought to myself when I saw that, I'm like, if Sam Darnold has any luck, it would be no luck at all. Good God, just has this guy just had, guy. I mean, yeah. drafted into the NFL. His first touchdown pass for the Jets was a pick six on that Monday nighter in Detroit. And then he still came back and won. Yep. And then his coach was Todd Bowles, your current Tampa Bay head coach. And he was dead coach walking, a defensive-minded coach with a young rookie quarterback, and the Jets decided, let's get rid of him and bring in Adam Gase. I think that is enough said on that front. And then they give him the exit visas he's looking for. He goes to Carolina. He beats the Jets last year. He starts 3-0, and and it looks like he's got his shot, and he's on his way, and then he gets hurt again. And then... The offensive coordinator who was brought in from LSU by Matt Rule, Joe Brady. Remember when he brought in that? Yep. He brought in Joe Brady. And, and, and at that time, the concept was he was the hottest assistant in college. After Joe Burrow's 60 touchdown Heisman season. And to get that guy and bring him and that style of offense to the NFL and instill it into the professional ranks with Sam Darnold, that's the win. McCaffrey gets hurt. Now Matt Rule's on the hot seat. It's a new offensive coordinator there. He's got the shot again until Baker Mayfield is acquired. Crazy. And as I told you, the minute Mayfield was acquired, it was a wrap. A wrap. And I know that they had their competition, but you don't go out and get somebody like Mayfield after evaluating Sam Darnold and having him in your group for as long as they had him, you don't make that move, even though it was hardly anything compensation-wise to go get him, except the money that they're spending. You don't do that if you have full confidence in the guy that you're already having as your starter. You don't go and get Mayfield if you believe in 
Darnold. And sure enough, it's Mayfield's gig, and Darnold is playing anyway in a preseason game, and it looked like he had his ankle broken. But as, I mean, thank goodness the football gods have saw fit to keep that ankle from breaking. It's the dreaded high ankle sprain. I hope he gets back in and, and has an opportunity to contribute, although that would mean that's a problem for Carolina. That would be a, an issue. And Baker Mayfield is showing his um, moxie, to say the least, in many different ways right now. Him versus Jacoby Brissett week one, I mean, as you all know, it's already on and cracking. But at least Sam Darnold got some good news just moments ago. 844-204-RICH. Let's take some phone calls, man. Let's do it. Let's go to Chike in Connecticut. First up here on the program. Did I say your name right, sir? You did indeed. Fantastic. First of all, I have to say I'm a huge fan, and you're one of the reasons why I want to go into broadcasting. Oh, wow. Okay. Terrific. Can you wait till I'm done with my job before you take it? Would you mind? <laughs> sure. Okay. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Sure, sure. Okay. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, first of all, do you think the Ravens will make the playoffs? And if you do, how far do you think they'll go? Mm. Oh, man. I am uh, already uh, – I had to – Send in yesterday, Chike, and for the rest of everyone in the in the room here, on Tuesday is the NFL game day morning um, season preview show. Yes. I had to send in all eight of my division predictions and my MVP. And did you pick wild cards too? No, just I had to pick it. Oh, yeah. just, I just had to pick eight division winners. They just asked for eight division okay. winners and they asked for um, an MVP. Okay. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to reveal him here on the show tomorrow. I think you should. Okay. You know, I mean, I think you should too. In the same way that Russ was thinking for himself and not the rest of the group, and apparently taking everything that wasn't fully guaranteed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just reveal him tomorrow on this program. Love it. Uh, however, I will just reveal to you since you just asked me. I do not have the Ravens winning the AFC North. Oh. Uh, RG three. I'm sure you heard on on hold said they're going to win the whole thing. That's a bit of an overreaction. If that was an overreaction Monday, I would think that's nice. an overreaction. I think, in my opinion, I think we'll make the t- I think we'll make the title game, but not the Super Bowl. Okay, well there you have it. That means you you probably think that they're winning the division. Um, all I'll yeah. say is this: uh, you can't sit here and say the Ravens have no shot to do what RG three said. You, you, we can't sit here and do that. They've got the coach. They've got the yeah. quarterback. They've got yeah. enough talented players. They have the identity. So many teams are searching for one. Entering week one, we know what their identity is. Um, so we can't sit here and deny that. And thanks for the call, Chike. And again, remember to give me a, a shot to finish my job before you take it. Um, but I don't have them winning the AFC North. I will, I'll reveal them tomorrow. I like that idea. How about them apples? I like it. Sorry, NFL Network. But at least you're going to get them exclusively from Mooch, Irv, and Kurt <laughs> on Tuesday. Bengals winning the... Uh, I'll hold off my MVP uh, until Tuesday. How does that sound? But I'll do the division winners tomorrow. We'll do that uh, here on the program. Let's go to... Oh, wow, the UK. Nick in Birmingham, UK. All the way from across the pond, as I'm mandated to say, as an American sports broadcaster, anything involved with the United Kingdom. What's going on, Nick? Hey, Rich. Yeah, not too much. Um, I just wanted to talk quickly about fantasy football. I know you guys are... Uh, yes. Obviously, Mr. Brockman is very into his fancy football, and you've got the crazy rules of Mr. Uh, Trivio's league going yes. on. Um, so, yes. on Monday, I am taking part for the second time in a crazy 24-man league. Oh, what? Don't do it. After, Nick, yeah. 
Next after a uh, notorious first round draft bust, um, Jamarcus Russell. Shout out for Jamarcus Bowl. Um, it's yeah, it's a one running back, one wide receiver, two flex league, and by round four, as you can imagine, it gets a little bit ridiculous. All right, hold on a second, Nick. Walk me through your league. It's twenty four, man. Is it a snake draft? Is it a snake draft? Is it an auction draft? What is it? What do you got? Yeah, it's a it's a snake draft. Okay, so, and so yeah, and the positions are what? The positions are what? So you've got quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, two flex, a kicker, and defense, and then the five-man bench. Uh-huh. All right. So I just looked it up. Um, if I'm not mistaken, speaking uh, the the way that folks uh, in the UK would say, is it proper to say this is barmy? Is it proper to say that? Um, yes. I would say it's that's, pretty balmy. That's yeah. the British slang for crazy or insane. I just looked that up. Thank you, Google. Well done. Uh, all right. Uh, that said, what advice can I help you with? What pick do you have? What? Yeah. What do you have? Um, so I've got pick 11. Okay. Okay. All right. You can, so you get... you can imagine, obviously, first and probably second tier running backs will be taken, maybe Cooper Cup and a couple of others, but... And then usually in the first round, you get a wild quarterback pick as well. So then that starts the quarterback free-for-all as well. So, mm. Chris, what do you say? You're the, I'll turn to you since you're, your 14-team league looks like a walk in the park Gosh, compared like, to this. Looks like amateur hour. So 11, you should get – you could get like a – you could get Kelsey, right? You could get Kelsey or you could get Devontae Adams, 11, I think, in a league like that. If I people think are taking so. running yeah, backs you could probably like get, crazy. Uh, yeah, I think like you could that. do that. Yeah, hold on. I'm trying to find some uh, – How about this, Nick? Why don't you – what, when is this? It's Monday? It's Monday at okay. about – Eastern. Okay. Can you can you tweet at our uh, at Rich Eisen show your final roster and then call back and walk us through it on Tuesday? Would you mind doing that? Sure, I'll give that a go. Let's do that. Nick, that why, don't you, why don't you guys break this up into two twelve-team leagues, like divisions, or divisions, so we, and we, well, even divisions are still. You're going to have two leagues, divisions, yeah, and then just have the winners play each other. Divisions. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Well, or still got everybody drafted. I think time. I think there's the option. There's only two options here, TJ. One is, is to, not to play. Is to do this <laughs> or not at all. Yeah, and I yeah, and that's I, too many. As you know, we would choose the not at all. But uh, but Nick, thank you for the call. We'll, we'll chat with you on Tuesday. Can't wait for I'm the rest seeing, of it. I'm seeing some like Jamar Chase eleventh overall. Like that wouldn't be bad. Maybe you could stack him and Joey Burr. Huh. Connor in Thousand Oaks, California. Let's take your phone call. A little bit closer. Call. What's up, Connor? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Rich. Uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, read a tweet that I think will make both of us pretty excited. You as a Jets fan, me as a Bears fan. Okay. Uh, this is on Twitter via the Hard Rock Sportsbook. August 2021, Bengals are 151 to win the Super Bowl, and Joe Burrow's entering his second season. August 2022, Bears and Jets are 151 to win the Super Bowl, and Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are both entering their second season. I know that it says August, and today's September 1st. I meant to call you in yesterday, but I'm 27. I got a lot of S going on. In <laughs> uh, and, and I know you have no idea what that tweet means, but uh, Chris, you could take that heart and take it to Vegas. JF1's taken off this year. Uh, uh, hold on a minute. Wait, JF1? JF1. Yeah, JF1. JF1 is <laughs> Justin Fields 1 yeah, is what you're JF1. saying. That's the JF1 yeah, yeah. that's taking uh, off. Yes, yes. Dust off loose is going to be loose up north. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think uh, I think that JF one. You're missing a C in between the F and the one right there. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's wrong uh, but what else do you have in your mind? Uh, yeah, I also want to leave you with the news closing for the Big Ten. Uh, I want to give you a couple options, and uh, so you can choose your favorite. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, it just means more travel. Uh, it just means more distance. It just means more jet fuel. And my personal favorite, it just means more time zone. Well done, sir. You did some, you've done, you've done the Lord's work here on the program. Connor, thank it just you. means more time zones. I like it. Um, if we get Kevin Warren of the Big Ten uh, on, he's been invited. The commissioner of the Big Ten has been invited multiple times on this show. Hosted the only show of its kind. Three hours long. Streamed. Podcasted. Broadcast on radio. The only show of its kind. Hosted by a Big Tenner. I'd, I'd have kept, I had to keep on adding oh. different things out there oh. um, to make sure it's distinguished by whatever Greenies do, does for, for well, ESPN Greenies Radio. Greenies not Big Ten, right? He's Northwestern. No, he's Big Ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Dan went to Dayton. Dan that's, went to, he's not a Big not Ten. Big ten. Uh, Levitard's not. Levitard went McAfee, to Miami. McAfee, as we all know, is Pat went West, to Virginia. West Virginia. Where did Rome go? Oh, he I went think, to the school of smack, right? <laughs> I, think, I think Rome is uh, UCSB. Okay. Oh, no, he's a gaucho. Is Which he, one's that one? I don't know. He's okay. Gaucho. He's a gaucho. Right. Um, what else? Who else? Who else is, Col- out? Where's who else Colin? is out there? Where did Colin go to school? Where Colin went to school. Hold on. Let's find that real quick. Okay. Uh, who school else of hot missing? takes? Is that where he went to school? <laughs> school of just flip-flopping? I think he's no, from uh, Eastern Washington. Okay, very good. He went to Chonkla University? Is Eastern Washington. He went to Eastern Washington? Okay, so I think I'm in the clear here. We've invited Kevin Warner. We'll bounce off all those things, too. And my advice to Connor is save your money. Don't bet either the Jets oh or the Bears at one uh, Let's go to John in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. John, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's going on? Hey, Rich. You know, it's a, it's a list world that we'll live in, and I'm calling with a list. I know you love your coaching cliches. Yes, sir. And there's a few things that you're wonderful at this show, and I love everything you do. Uh-oh, that's so a setup. My what? Rich Eisen-isms of things that you like to go to and say, and they always work every time. Okay. <laughs> By the way, you should start with, with all due respect, because I feel like what's about to come is uh, <laughs> on the water's edge of disrespect. <laughs> John. Don't worry, Rich. With all due respect, this is a testament to your work. Okay, thank you very much. You have the floor. John in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with a list of of Rich Eisen-isms. Uh-oh. <laughs> Go for three it. Yeah. Is anytime a, a team, whenever they have a young quarterback, you know what they got to do? What? They got to take the lumps. Number three, they got to take the lumps. Take the lumps. Can you write them down? Write them down. Write them down. Take the lumps. Take the lumps. That's number three. Yeah. Num- number two? And number two on this list. Maybe number two on this list, but it's number one in your heart. It's every time that Rich says a player is their number in the program, but number one in your heart. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I like it. And then anyway, we get to the top of the list, and it's not just number one. It's number one plus the biscuits. Anytime that someone is that good, <laughs> they're not just the best. They're all that plus the biscuit. Plus biscuit. Yes. <laughs> I will say that about your list as well. Pretty good list. It's all that plus the biscuit. <laughs> and, and I, have, uh, I want to leave y'all with one honorable mention. Oh, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Give, give the Clooney drop to him. Give the Clooney drop to him, Mike. Mike's half paying attention. He moved it. Jerky moved it. <laughs> you want more? I got you. I got you. you uh, more? Never Mike's Let me get one more. Okay, go for it. Can you need one more? So here's the honorable Feller. mention, which is that I hope that this time next September, we're able to remember these items on the list as much as Rich loves to remember the 42 things that happened last November. 
Very yeah, that good. Was a shot off All the right, power. John in Baton Rouge. Well done, sir. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of There it is. Oh, having problems with the machine. John, he also said all of those things while pacing on the phone around yeah, the studio. I do that a lot. I'm a pacer. I'm a pacer <laughs> a while pacer. I talk. I talk and pace. All right, let's take a break. So we're on time for one Uh-oh. John Lynch. He he knows what's going on with the 49ers. Uh, last I checked. I would hope so. Oh, yeah, baby. I love this guy. Pro Football Hall of Famer John Lynch when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, we're coming to Roku later on this month. We're very excited about that new relationship, and we'll keep everybody posted on how you can take in the Rich Eisen Show every single day on Roku devices, smart TVs, fire TVs, mobile devices, the RokuChannel.com. It's all free. That's the most important part about it. It is all free. And uh, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is my Hall of Fame friend who happens to be uh, directly in the front office and in the middle of all of what has gone on with the San Francisco 49ers, the general manager of said organization, John Lynch, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, John? I'm doing good, Rich. I'm doing really well. Uh, It's always a tough time of year, Um, you know, having conversations with – with players that have uh, that have uh, really dedicated their entire heart, soul, uh, every ounce of energy into you know attaining a goal, and and to, to look somebody in the eye and tell them they they just came up a little short uh, is a really tough thing to do. But uh, learned a long time ago, you know. I think it was Tony Dungy. Um, I don't think it was. It was Tony Dungy who anybody who came in and out of our building, Tony would would look them in the eye and tell them the truth as to why they were there, why they weren't there and what the plan moving forward could be for them. So I think that's really important to me that I do that. And, uh, 
you know, I think the guys appreciate that. So, uh, but it, nonetheless, it is incredibly tough. The nice thing is with the larger, uh, during COVID, we went with these larger practice squads. Right. I think the league has wisely held on to those. It's, uh, it serves as a developmental league uh, in its own right. And uh, it's, it's, it's really the only source of, of having guys kind of in, you know, in, in reserve and, and you're improving those players. So you, you don't have to get, read of as many players as you used to. So it's nice to be able to tell, hey, you didn't make the 53, but we sure like you to be a part of our team um, by way of the uh, practice squad. Did you ever witness Tony like um, telling somebody why their playbook was asked to be brought with them into his office? Or you, you spoke to those guys when leaving? Because I imagine that wasn't a conversation he had with you. John, back in the playing days, I mean, how did you witness it, that? It, is what I'm asking. I guess I, you just knew it happened. You just right. knew, uh, and and you knew it went a long way with players. You know, there's a lot of places where it's go get your playbook and and turn it in, and nobody's really giving you the message, and and um, or it's it's a, a scouting assistant, kind of entry level person, just saying, hey, turn in your playbook. And I I, I think uh, they they're. Uh, I don't know if, if owed is the right word, but sure. they've earned that. If they're here and they're working that hard, they deserve to hear it from a decision maker why they're not going to be there. And, and uh, I think it goes a long way towards people wanting to come back. And, you know, word travels, it's the right thing to do, but also word travels this day. That, that organization does things in the right way. I know it did. That was the case down in Tampa and Indy when, when uh, Tony was there. And I think it's the case here. Kyle does the same thing, and, and uh, we, we talked to each of them. So it's great. John Lynch here on the Rich Eisen Show uh, from uh, the San Francisco 49ers front office. All right, let's just jump into the Jimmy G decision to stay and your process getting to that. I know Kyle Shanahan spoke um, at length about it in a, in a um, telephone press conference, but I'd love from your position, how did this come about for Jimmy G to stay with you as the backup and everyone understands roles, John Lynch? Yeah, so it you know it's obviously been a long journey way back to you know kind of around the combine uh, time when you know I, I really thought that conversations with a number of teams probably honed in on two or three teams where I thought there was a real strong reality that it was happening. Just the tenor of the conversations, the uh, the discussions of compensation, and then we got the call from Jimmy that you know he had he had. Uh, visited Neil Elitrash in LA, and that they had made the decision where it had earlier been rest. It was okay. We need to we need to surgically fix this issue, and all of a sudden, then we're those said teams, um, you know, that we're talking to. We have to communicate to them. Hold on, uh, you know, we we do need to let you know that Jimmy just is tomorrow having to, uh, surgery on his throwing shoulder, and you can imagine being those teams. Hey, we're going to step back mm-hmm. and. Uh, so just to, to make a long story short, then the chairs start filling up, um, you know, and, the, and, you know, when there's only so many chairs out there and throughout the offseason, a lot of, uh, you know, teams aren't going to wait on that. And so um, that happened. Now we get to, to, you know, training camp. And I still think, you know, um, that, hey, we're going to, we're going to, someone's going to come to us with something so strong. You've got a proven starting quarterback, a guy who's been to the Super Bowl, a couple of NFC championship games. Um, that it's just a matter of time, and um, that really just never happened. You know, a few teams called, but I think everyone, you know, the the injury to the shoulder and the fact that a lot of those those seats had filled up, um, you know, made. I can't speak for other teams as to why they didn't. Now, at some point, we're watching our team and we feeling really good about our team, 
um, you know, and there was just a conversation between Kyle and I, hey, what would you think about, um, you know, Jimmy coming up here in a backup capacity? You know, this is Trey's team. Um, and, you know, I think Kyle's initial reaction was, you know, why would he do that? I'm sure there's going to be a, a starting, you know, job for him out there or something's going to arise. And, um, you know, I don't know exactly when that was, but, you know, we, we did a couple of things there. We, we communicated to Jimmy, you know, that we would have interest in that if he did. We also pulled Trey in and talked to him and said, we want you to know we had this conversation. It has nothing to do with you. This is your team. Um, this has uh, more to do with our belief in the team. And, and if we can strengthen that room and have him as your backup, then, man, that we believe that makes us a better team. Have no idea whether it's going to happen. It's likely won't. And as things kind of developed, um, and, you know, I guess some people might say, well, why didn't you just do it then a month ago or something? Well, you know, Jimmy and Don Yee and Carter Chow as representatives, I think smartly said, we're going to wait for every possibility, whether that's a starting quarterback getting hurt, whatever it is. Um, sometimes time is your friend on these things. And so we're going to wait till the very end of camp, till the last preseason games played before we're ready to do something like that. But we do have interest. And so, um, you know, when it happened, it happened very quickly. I'm sorry for a long story, but I don't know any other way to tell it. No, I'm hanging on to your every word, John, seriously. because (laughs) And and I appreciate you going back to to the combine because that's how far back it's got to go. And 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 yeah. the surgery creating a situation where uh, clearly a tradable commodity suddenly needs to be shelved um, in every possible way. I totally understand what you were doing, and you had me you had me hanging on your every word. So, what was Lance's reaction um, to being told, you know, the guy who you were replacing, and we have attempted to trade, so you could understand not only from our mouths and our hearts, but with our roster moves that this is your team that he we're thinking of bringing him back to make sure that we have our backup position and that quarterback room as solidified as we possibly can. His reaction to that was what John? Yeah. So when we first floated the idea, it was Kyle talking to Trey and then I kind of followed up and Mm -hmm. it was Kyle said, John, I don't think there's much of a conversation. It was real short. He said, cool. I think that's great. Um, Trey's a confident young man. He's, he's got a lot of belief in his abilities he and Jimmy, I think the most important thing, they have a really strong foundation of a relationship. Uh, Jimmy could not have been any better to Trey as a rookie. And I think Trey supported Jimmy extremely well. So there's a real friendship there, first of all. And I get it. You know, there's competition. Um, they both, you know, I'm sure last year and this year want to be the guy. But I think there's an understanding, you know, that there is a pecking order. And um, I think, uh, you know, like Trey's conversation when we decided to do it, you know, he was, uh, once we, once we completed the deal happened shortly after we came off the practice field again, it's the first person, uh, Kyle called in and then, you know, I spoke with Trey and Trey was all on board. He, he thought it was good for our team. And, um, you know, the other thing we did then is, um, talked to Trey. We had to talk to Nate Sudfeld, who wasn't going to be here anymore, who, mm. you know, likely was going to be our number two. Um, and uh, then we also, we, you know, Kyle and I, we pulled 15 players from our team, kind of our leadership committee, in and told ask. them, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it. And, um, you know, wanted, wanted to let the guys know um, that it was our belief in this team, in those guys in the room, 
and we know we've created a culture and we've got the men that can handle a situation like this. And so while the rest of the world may think it's uncomfortable, it's, you know, we're not supporting our lead guy. We, we, we don't believe in that. We believe in this team and we think it makes us better. And so, and most importantly, we've talked to Trey, we've talked to Jimmy, they're comfortable. So we want your guys, uh, not, not their blessing because we were doing it anyway, but we want you guys to be on board and they were excited and, and so that's where we're at, and we're moving forward. And uh, I'm happy that you know we're we've got a quarterback room that obviously is so important in this league that is really strong going into the season. And Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, made it as that's well. We usually keep two quarterbacks, but he played very well in the preseason, and um, you know really forced us to keep him on the 53 as well. 49ers GM John Lynch here on the Rich Eisen Show um, talking about what everybody's talking about in the NFL. So, I mean, look, it's not your first rodeo. You got a bust in Canton showing that. You got a Hallis tro- uh, trophy in the Cape um, in Santa Clara um, and a Super Bowl roster that a lot of people believe is, is ready to go right now. So you understand. I mean, I had Kurt Warner, uh, a, a bust, uh, you know, roommate of yours, uh, on the show yesterday when he was the veteran and and on the Giants team that they that turned to Eli. And he said there were veterans there that were saying to him, "Look, we can win this. Why aren't you out there instead of us struggling with the rookies?" That's part of the reason I assume why you did call the leaders uh, of your locker room, your leadership council, together, make sure that we're all on board. What is the, I guess, the the struggle threshold potentially that you and maybe Kyle have talked about where where maybe your your stance with Trey Lance might somehow waver. That's the conversation that everyone's having right now, John, that I think I, I just wanted to put a fine point question in your lap on that very subject matter with a young quarterback that's going to have the ups and downs, John. A good question. I'm just I'm stunned. I was like I, I was a uh, kid with a jab because I thought you were calling when you said Kurt Warner a bust. <laughs> I was like, no, Kurt Warner a bust. No, no, <laughs> a bust mate. I got gotcha. you. No, a, a, a bust in the room with you. A bust mate a of bust yours. In yes, the room. yes. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And hey, Kurt has great perspective. But again, you know what it came down to, and obviously you're you when you have somebody you've invested as much in as we have in Trey, you want to provide for, for every opportunity for them to be successful. Um, but what we came down to, we can't control narratives outside the building, even like Kurt Warner. And, and I respect his opinion. I read, you know, I, I, I seek those guys out sometimes and ask them about situations. Um, but, you know, it was basically, we think our team can handle this and, you know, we're going to be very clear, um, you know, no different than last year was Jimmy's team. And, you know, when, when you know, the call is made, to, you know, to uh, to go to the backup, that's all on Kyle. You know, that's I'm not saying I'm not passing the buck. That's his decision as a coach. Mm-hmm. I think our players trust that. And, you know, the bottom line is when we were drafting Trey Lance, you know, the, the skill set's obviously important. Everything's important when you're making that big a decision. But a lot of it is the mental fortitude, the mental toughness, the capacity to handle the pressure at that position. And that that's where we thought Trey was as strong as anybody in that draft. And um, frankly, it was our belief in Trey that allows us to do this because we think he can handle that. And, um, you know, uh, does it provide more pressure on him? Um you know, looking over the shoulder, we don't we don't believe so. Um, maybe the narrative outside, but what we can focus on is 
having great communication with Trey, with Jimmy, with our players, and saying, here's what, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it. And, you know, we want you guys to have everybody's back in this. And, and I, our team understands that. They were all on board. They've got great belief in, in, uh, in Trey. Um, they've played, um, you know, with Jimmy for a long time. They have great belief in him, but they understand that this is Trey's team. He's going to get every shot to go have success. And furthermore, and I think more importantly, they really believe that, that he's destined to. So I guess, uh, and I know everything's a hypothetical, anything could happen, uh, but the other thing that Kurt Warner brought up was he got in a game um, in in the year that uh, that the Giants eventually did turn to Eli. Coughlin put him in a game to finish it up because Eli was struggling, uh, and they, he almost pulled off a comeback win over the Ravens, and Kurt said, he told Coughlin, you need to go to the media and assert the fact that I'm still the backup and this is still Eli's team. You've got to do that. And I'm wondering if Jimmy G's got that in him um, on top of the fact that uh, asking you the hypothetical, I know I'm asking two at once, but I only have a limited time left with you, that um, that is it possible that that could be a role for Garoppolo, that Lance is struggling, Jimmy finishes up, but then it's Lance's team at the end of the day anyway. Is that possible, John? I don't know. You know, I, I think about all these things. You know what I think about right now? I was a uh, – my dad was in the radio business and, and – uh, <laughs> He, um, they, they, they were the flagship station for the uh, San Diego Chargers. And yes. So we, I, every Charger, we were season ticket holders. My dad would entertain clients up in the suite, and my brother and my sister would sit down in the in the stands as Chargers season ticket holders. And you know what I remember? We had Dan Fouts, another guy who has a bust. Yes. And whenever Dan Fouts would struggle, everybody would scream the name of they. They would sit, chant Lou. I thought they were booing when I was a young kid. It was Ed Luther was the backup, and they wanted Ed Luther to come in. So I suppose that's always been in football. Uh, you know, my grandma was a huge Broncos fan, lived in Boulder, and John Elway may be the, <laughs> the greatest specimen of a quarterback ever to play. She said, "I just really believe in this Gary Kubiak." So I think that's an age-old thing. I think people will always do it. It comes down to. Um, you know, there is a pecking order and, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, we, we do have tremendous belief as to, you know, and I've told you all the things about his makeup and, uh, people being comfortable with the situation. Then we just let it ride. And, and we, we try to plan for everything. I, I, you know, believe me, I respect the heck out of Kurt. He's been through these situations, but we believe it's a good thing for our team. And we're, we're going to roll with that. Okay. Last one for you. All this stuff, put, put the whole Debo off season on the back burner. Cause that thing's done. Um, how, how close uh, were you maybe no longer having Debo on the team, John, did it ever get close to that for you and the Niners? Um, I never wanted to believe that it was, but uh, there were there were some moments, you know, and we had to bring it back together again. Though, you know, you go back to the foundation of a relationship, and you know, the first time I ever met Debo was down at the Senior Bowl. That's when Kyle and I met him. He happened to play for us. Uh, you know, that the whole saying that year was from Mobile to Miami because we coached the Senior Bowl, which I don't recommend <laughs> because it means you were really bad the right. before. Right. And we went to Miami in our Super Bowl, and, um, you know, Debo was a big part of that. We love his talent. We love his ability. We love the, the spirit he brings to our team. And, um, you know, as to what caused that and all, um, I'm just glad he's back in the fold with us. And I always believed that he would. Um, you know, there was it, that that market just took off and it went crazy. And 
you know, if if uh, you know you, you go back and, and do it, but the, the good thing is that it's done, and he's a part of us, and he's so happy. He was so it was a it was a big weight off his shoulders as well. And we're just we're happy Debo's back in the fold and going to be playing for the Niners for years to come because he's such a great player and such a great young man. Well, John, what a what a fascinating last um, I guess half a year you and the front office and the staff and the team and the organization and the coaching staff had. I'm sure you were you were relieved that it is over and now it's time for Toe to meet Ball in Chicago for your team. Um, uh, and I can't wait to watch it. Just a fascinating team. What a way your season finished up last year and uh, is entering this year. I can't wait, John, and I appreciate the time and the call, as always. Thanks so much, Rich. Always great to talk to you. Best to your fam. You take care, John. Yours as well. Right back at you. That's John Lynch, everybody. General Manager, Hall of Famer, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, we'll take a break and unpack what we just heard from him before Chris Fowler joins us from, I believe he's still in Queens. I don't know if he's already in Ohio State. We'll check in with him. But the man, the voice of the U.S. Open and college football on ESPN still to come. And you. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. I do, I do, I do, I do. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Hey, man, John Lynch just basically told you, we tried to trade him, he had surgery. We didn't expect it, we got a call, he had surgery. All the trade partners we had lined up suddenly ran for the hills. Then we go into the draft, then we see where all the pieces fall, we see how he comes through surgery, it's training camp, he... And he and we wanted to see how everything shook out in training camp. Were there any injuries? Would anybody come forward needing somebody a la the Vikings? Would Jimmy G be the Sam Bradford of this equation to whichever unfortunate Teddy Bridgewater injury in training camp befell another team? Didn't happen. At some point, turn around, say to Kyle, or Kyle says to me, you think Jimmy want to stay? You know? Goes to Trey Lance. He says, Trey said, cool. Now, I know a lot of people will be like, there's no <laughs> way he said that. Well, he could have said it like, yeah. cool. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's not like cool. It's, yeah, cool. But he says Trey can handle it, and we can handle it, and the team can handle it. And if I'm a veteran in that locker room, if I'm the member of, he said, the 15 member player council, leadership council that they have, if I'm a veteran on this team and I hear that Jimmy G is willing to stay to be the backup and he will be there if Trey gets hurt and the season will not be blown up, we're not handing it off to Nate Sudfeld or Brock, Brock Purdy, right? that we're handing it off to Jimmy G and that Jimmy's willing to be around and be that guy for us, I am like all in. I'm like, do it. Will he do it? Really? Can I call Jimmy? Do you need me to call Jimmy to see if Jimmy will do it? Of course I'm doing it. You want me to sell that in the locker room? I'm in. Done. And that's not a slight to Trey. It's a knowing that one split second can happen. Remember Jimmy G didn't get out of bounds and his knee blew up? Oh, yeah. Okay. That can happen to Trey Lance. And then my season's over. My ability to win a Super Bowl this year is essentially over because I definitely have concerns about the other guys you're considering as backup, I'm in. As a matter of fact, do you want me to call Jimmy to help? Right. That would have been my response. It's just, again, managing the downs of the ups and downs that are inevitable when it comes to a guy as inexperienced at the position as Trey Lance is that normally happens in the NFL for somebody like that with that experience level like that. Can he come in and play like Justin Herbert and make this all moot? And Jimmy G is an earbud in all season long. You bet. Will he struggle to the point where the team is 500 and it's, it's, it's clearly his fault based on his play, based on the all 22s that are out there? On Twitter, the All-22 Twitter, showing there's where he should have gone, and you know Kyle knows that, and Kyle has got to be up his you-know-what about it. That is there a threshold? That's why I asked that question of Lynch, and it was funny. His answer being, you know, I, my dad used to be in radio. I had season tickets to San Diego, and we heard people chanting the backup name for Dan Fouts. What he said, his grandmother was wanting Gary Kubiak to get in the game when Elway would struggle? Like and, and I thought that was a nice way of ha- saying that, you know, there's always going to be that drumbeat outside the building. Right. But we are going to – remember yesterday, Chris, you're like, of course I'd take Jimmy G, but this is not in a vacuum. Yeah, the Jimmy the, G is going right. to be the presence that might throw Trey Lance off his game, having him look over his shoulder the whole time. And I'm like, well, the coach thinks he can create that vacuum. And you thought that that's not – feasible and you just heard john lynch and the coach say that that's the feasibility that they're willing to endeavor because having jimmy g in the building to back the guy up is worth it that the in case of emergency garoppolo is there for to start the season is in case lance gets hurt we're all sitting there like will you break the in case of emergency glass if Lance is inconsistent and not ready, not Super Bowl ready, and the inconsistency that you would have been willing to live with to get through this season ups and downs so he can be mature and your guy for 
a decade plus to follow, you're still not willing to go through those growing pains because you got Jimmy G there and we're going to break the in case of emergency glass because we think we can win the Super Bowl. And Trey Lance will, instead of the conversation being, hey, we're bringing Jimmy G in here. Hope you're cool with that. Cool. It's like, hey, Jimmy's now the starter. Hope you're cool with that. We're going to try again next year with you. That's what's set up for this 49er season. And holy cow, is it pretty much unprecedented and and fascinating. But I'm still betting on Lance. I have from the beginning, and I'll keep doing it. Chris Fowler talking to Serena at the U.S. Open and Notre Dame, Ohio State, and more when we come back on the other side on radio. How, I mean, I, I just try to boil it down for you, man. They're going to be it. one of the most fascinating teams That's this it. year. Without question. Every week, it's just going to be analyzing Lance. Did he do enough? Is this, should they go to Jimmy now? Is he going to keep? Guess just, what? If he's be, not doing enough and they're winning, who cares? Right. Obviously. But if he's if not he's doing not enough doing, and they're losing, it's just going to be But losing to what extent? Losing to what extent? Losing. To what extent? Four and three? Do you go to Jimmy G? Three no. and four? Do you go to two Jimmy and G? Six. I don't think they'll get to that. They're too damn good, man. We looked at their schedule. There's no reason They're they should be. too damn good. They should be two and oh. Yeah, I mean, three and three after six at the very worst. Which is fine. Right. You got it? Because you have worst. to. You have to get the. Re- They're going to Lance for a reason. Because they know. They know they've got to get to him. Now, sooner, better than but later. Because they what they spent. To Correct, get and also they know that his upside is stupendous. It is. They think. We think. You think. You know. He's uh, got an upside. What do you think? He's big, tall, strong, fast, smart. Upside. Right. That's what I'm saying. Hasn't played a lot. Got to get him in there. Mm. It'd be awesome if he was great. Lance and the Niners with Jimmy G backing up at JF1 and the Bears to open week one. Another fascinating week one game. One game. Chris Fowler on the other side. My buddy from ESPN coming up.